Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's do this. Uh, take a look at the Green Bay Packers. Ross Uglum, publisher of PackerReport.com, the Packer Report podcast, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Ross, how you doing? I'm good, guys. I uh, appreciate you having me on. Glad to have you, Ross. Uh, I got a question to start off. Uh, we heard a little earlier Mike Florio's comments about Matt LaFleur and the explanation Matt LaFleur gave about why they chose Jordan Love and the timing in which they chose Jordan Love. And Florio says, look, uh, he's at least as calculated he could possibly be that he's saying, hey, if it doesn't work out with Aaron Rodgers, don't blame the organization. I don't think – Matt LaFleur is that calculated. I think that they, just, they found the guy that they really liked and maybe they just wanted a real quality backup or maybe they really are starting to look towards the future. Maybe Father Time might catch up with Aaron Rodgers sooner rather than later. But give me your thoughts on the on the drafting of Jordan Love. I, I just think that they probably had, uh, and who knows who it was, right? Could have been Jalen Rager. Uh, certainly could have been Justin Jefferson could have been even Ayuk that, you know, that was their guy, uh, their first round pick, a guy they really wanted, or maybe it was one of the tackles, but at any rate, uh, it just didn't fall their way and their grade on Jordan love. And, and frankly, you know, I mean, if you're looking at 2018, Jordan love, it makes a ton of sense. They just are probably thinking a guy this talented, we're never going to get a chance to take him. If we continue to win 10 to 12 games, 10 to 13 games, and picking them high 20s, we will not have this opportunity again. And I, I just think that that's all there is to it. Now, I have reservations about that. I outlined them after he was taken as far as, you know, why are you taking a quarterback with the way that the salary cap works now and, and how many teams make it to the Super Bowl while their QB is on a rookie deal making no money? You know, why are you shrinking that window so much? But at the same time, I applaud the willingness to just stick to your board and say, hey, and I don't know who what it was, you know, but hey, Jordan Love is 14 on our board or Jordan Love is nine on our board and we're at pick 26. We got to go. We, we got to do it. The Did the team get better in your mind? I think overall – um, I, I, I like this roster a little bit more than I like last year's uh, roster. I I think a lot of that is going to come from internal improvement. Uh, uh, frankly, just not having Geronimo Allison and Jimmy Graham as part of the offense, as mean as that sounds, is a is a major step forward. Uh, they they really were 
were problematic. And, and so overall, uh, you know, I, I do believe that the roster will be better. I don't think they'll necessarily win 13 games again, but those aren't necessarily the same thing. Did the team get better by Jordan, drafting Jordan Love? That That is a question, you know, you can answer. Is he probably better if, uh, you know, let's say number 12 rolls his ankle and misses a month? Can Jordan Love go two and two or three and one better than Tim Boyle? P- probably. But uh, overall, you know, I just think with the progression of a guy like Jair Alexander from very good player to potentially a star or the second year leap from a Kingsley Kiki, um, even just, you know, the, 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 the progression of a guy like Jay Sternberger as opposed to a guy like Jimmy Graham, who just couldn't run anymore. Um, There are, I think, fewer guys on this year's roster where you're really going to have fans complaining about them constantly because, you know, like people got so, so upset over a Geronimo Allison and the way he would drop the ball and, and struggled to get open. Then a a guy like Jimmy Graham, like I said, that, that just can't run. I, I don't see any position on the team where I'm just terribly, terribly worried about it outside of, of, of maybe the defensive line. And I think, you know, Dean Lowry can play a lot better than he did last year as well. Oh, that's the other question is they didn't have uh, a lot of help for Kenny Clark up front. One of the areas of concern. Look, I I said some of the areas that I thought needed to be addressed. One was obviously middle linebacking. Two, some of the beef up front to help Kenny Clark. Three, wide receiver. Not necessarily even in this order, but wide receiver. And then what's going to happen with the tight end position? That's the next area of concern because is it going to be Jay Sternberger taking that step forward? Is it Robert Tanya becoming kind of that slash wide out? They picked up Degara, uh, who is a guy that can be very versatile as an H-back and can be a receiver. So I like some of the things they did uh, in that regard, but I'm still concerned. I mean, if, if Kirksey goes down or doesn't perform the way they hope, they don't have a lot. There's not a lot there. I mean, I, I saw Ty Summers had a lot of flashes and a lot of speed last year, but he never made it onto the field. So I don't know what happened there unless it, there was just a, the level of smarts, if you will, to be able to run the defense. Maybe it just took him a year to get it going. But I, I think defensively, I don't know if they're better at stopping the run than they were in the NFC Championship game. I, I highly doubt that they are at this point. Right, and and then you have to ask yourself, does stop, how much does stopping the run really matter? And I know – Look, I watched the NFC Championship game. We all watched the NFC Championship game. I bet it would surprise you to know that the Kansas City Chiefs actually ranked three spots worse than the Packers in run defense over the course of the season. Their, the worst run defense beat the, beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. It's still a passing league. Pass defense still matters much, much more than run defense. Was the NFC, you know, championship game a complete abomination of course it was a complete abomination and should the team impact or you know improve or impact their run defense in a positive way absolutely but ultimately what's going to win in the nfl is still playing good pass defense and playing good pass offense and i think that's what you saw ultimately in the uh in the super bowl was patrick mahomes and damian williams helped certainly but uh patrick mahomes made big plays and when uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and and Emmanuel Sanders had that chance to to hit the big shot and win the game. They they weren't able to get it done. And I got to tell you, I, I think I'm higher. If there's one position group where I have a a more different opinion than anybody, 
it is that linebacker group. I defended a lot of Blake Martinez over the last four years, but he was really never anything more or less than just a rock-solid average inside linebacker. If there's 32 starters at his position in the league, I think he was always playing somewhere between the the 12th and the 18th best. He was never in the top five. And I think a lot of Packers fans really thought he spent a lot of time like in the bottom five and then he was just awful. And he wasn't that either. I just like how many athletic and quality rolls of the dice that they've made. I really like Curtis Bolton, I think. And I hope he comes up all the way back from that injury, but He was playing some phenomenal ball. Of course, it was against other third stringers. But you look at a a guy like Bolton, the athletic upside of a guy like Summers, and then Kamal Martin, who, you know, I've spoken to guys on the Gophers staff that says if he never gets hurt last year, he's a top 100 pick. I mean, he's going on day two. And I I just like that they have all these different options. Uh, if If Kirksey stays healthy, great. But I think the odds are, especially on a defense where you're pretty much just playing one linebacker next to a safety most of the time, the odds of one of these four guys working out, I think, are pretty good. Um, the Oren Burks experiment is another one that has to come to fruition. Otherwise, you've held on to this guy, and he has had some injuries, I agree. But you've held on to this guy, and you've held a spot for him. And, I mean, this is the year for him to shine, right? For sure. And OB, I mean, that's a guy, too, where he plays free safety for three years, then moves to linebacker as a senior. Uh, He hasn't played linebacker for any more than one more year than he's been on the Green Bay Packers. And so I can totally see, especially from an athleticism standpoint, where they saw him and they're like, man, this is, and he's got safety skills. This is a nickel linebacker. This is a dime linebacker. But he has to, as you mentioned, take that step forward, thankfully, or, or, you know, positively, if you're a Packers fan, so many players have taken that step forward in year three. And I think what, uh, what OB has going for him is what did I just do? I, I went on and on about the linebackers group and I didn't even mention it. You know, he, right. he really is flying under the radar. I would argue that he certainly plays a different position. Obviously he would be the second starter alongside Christian Kirksey playing more of that chase role, more of that coverage role. But he's almost to the point now where anything they do get out of him is, is almost like found money just because people are kind of moving on to, well, what can Bolton give them? What can, what can Summers give them? What is the story on this Kamal Martin kid? And so I think the expectations have been lowered, but the potential is there uh, just as like a top 10 top 5% athlete as far as linebackers are concerned, just based on testing numbers and was and is absolutely still learning the position. Um, I, Ross, before I let you go, we're talking, we're talking with Ross Uglum, publisher of PackerReport.com and Packer Report podcast as well. You can find him at Ross Uglum on Twitter. Uh, I, I want to ask you about the relationship. And I know we talk about Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, and we got into that last year, and it kind of became the stupid thing to ask about because it seemed like it was really, really good. But now with the pick of Jordan Love, I remember on draft night sitting there when we all thought it was going to be Patrick Queen, and then they take Jordan Love. And now I said at the beginning of the show that Bleacher Report article where it was quoted as Mark Murphy saying, don't be the problem, Aaron. And then I remember Aaron Rodgers 
hanging onto a ball and Matt LaFleur running down the sideline and Aaron said, what do you want me to do? And you could clearly see on television LaFleur yell, throw the damn ball, you know. Uh, do you think there – do you think that is a really good relationship, or, or do you think that part of the, the maybe the toughness of the relationship is also what led for them led to them to choose Jordan Love? No, I, I don't think so. I, I really do, honestly, take them at their word when they say he was the top player on their board. Uh, the relationship thing between Rodgers and Lafleur, I, I think that the the struggle that they might have occasionally is just from an age perspective, from an accomplishment perspective in the league, I really feel like Rodgers almost sees LaFleur as his peer as opposed to his boss, which has, I think, good things and bad things that come of that. For example, uh, Jordan Love coming in. I mean, he's going to view Matt LaFleur as the head coach, his unquestioned boss, somebody that he learns from. I don't know how much Aaron Rodgers thinks he can learn from, from Matt LaFleur but as far as their relationship, I don't think the love pick has me concerned about that. Uh, I, I just believe if it's going to fracture or damage any relationship, I think it would be Gutekunst and Rogers, And I don't see that happening either. But ultimately, I don't think Matt LaFleur made that pick. I, I think the organizational structure would kind of show you that. And yeah, you, you, you will find times in you know uh, extremely competitive sport playing the world's most difficult position. There was no way that for 60 minutes for 16 games, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers were going to have perfect body language and agree on every single thing and never get snippy with one another or never disagree. I mean, uh, unfortunately, there has been this idea or there has been this reputation of Rodgers that he is a bit of a diva or that he has an attitude. So the Mike Florios of the world will take any cross look that he gives either the offensive coordinator or the head coach or the quarterback's coach or a teammate. And, you know, because Rodgers has kind of gone after them over a couple of things, he's not going to get any slack. So anytime, as you mentioned, there is a cross look between he and LaFleur, or, you know, LaFleur tells him to throw the GD ball. It's, it's that kind of thing is, is going to pop up and any cross, Word, you know, he says on social media or in an interview, it's always like, oh, man, does Aaron Rodgers hate Matt LaFleur? Can they get along? Will this right. combust? And the, the Jordan Love thing is just another addition to that. But I, I don't see it affecting the relationship as much. It, maybe he just uh, isn't thrilled with Gutekunst. Always good to talk, Ross. We'll get you back on real soon. We're only 99 days away from the NFL season. It should be interesting, okay? Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Appreciate it. There you go. Ross Uglum, publisher of PackerReport.com and Packer Report Podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Ross Uglum. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, they joined us on the Snyder Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years, beginning, been getting it done. Call them, 844-PRIDE. Go to SchneiderJobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 